to you live. Yeah. All the way live from Black Pearl Studios, where we talk about Indiana politics from the left side of things. Uh, I am going to start off on a very, very, very happy note today. Congratulations to our newest Supreme Court Justice, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Her story begins today. The history maker was sworn in at noon as our new newest Supreme Court Justice. For all the little brown and black girls around the country, yo, there's, there's no cap to who we can be, no glass ceiling that we can't crash through. We can be anything that we wanna be and we keep seeing it. I am so excited. There's nobody can steal my joy about having a sister on the Supreme Court. And for all of y'all who kept saying, why does it have to be a black person? Why can't it be the best person? Because when you say that to me, all I hear is, you mean to tell me all those other white men who are on the Supreme Court justice were the absolute best? Mm, no, 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 no. You're not going to make me believe that. There are so many more qualified black women and black men around the country who have never even had the opportunity. And this is what it's about. It's about giving people an opportunity. We still have a ways to go. We have not reached any promised land. There's not total equality. Systemic racism is still real. Sexism is still real. But at least we're moving in the right direction. And I am extremely, extremely happy and excited for our new justice. The joy is in my heart and y'all can't take it. Y'all can't take it. But I gotta tell y'all, y'all know, July 1st, all them new bills that they voted on and the governor signed into law go into effect July 1st. So what I wanted to do today is just kind of run down a few of them, not all of them, but just some to kind of get you thinking about what was actually passed in the state house. Some of them are good. Some of them eh, are sus, but we'll get there. I find this one funny because I, I feel like it came out of the pandemic in a hilarious way. The owner of a lion, tiger, leopard, snow leopard, jaguar, mountain lion, or bear must prevent all direct physical contact between animal and a member of the general public, no matter the age of the animal. Violations are subject to a $1,000 fine for each person who comes into contact with the animal. That was House uh, Enroll Act 1248. Man, y'all remember we was on lockdown and Tiger King or whatever that show was had the nation. I believe that's where that bill came from. <laughs> but that one, because that one's hilarious. All right. Counties, cities, or towns can designate agricultural zones as economic revitalization areas on the same basis as outdated business districts or distressed resident residential neighborhoods. New farm equipment or new agriculture improvements located in an ERA are eligible for a, a property tax abatement for up to five years. The exemption does not apply to farmland. So this is kind of good. This is an opportunity, but please understand they're making way for a new crop in Indiana, y'all know cannabis is going to be legal soon. Don't, don't trip. Don't trip. They just getting all their ducks in a row. 
The Indiana Department of Health is authorized to establish and promote a bone marrow donor recruitment program to find eligible Hoosiers willing to donate bone marrow to individuals fighting leukemia, lymphoma, and other blood cell conditions. This is Senate Enrolled Act 398. An adult relative caring for a child after the child has been removed from a dangerous home situation is entitled to directly participate in court hearings concerning services needed by the child or terminating the parent-child relationship. Previously, only state-licensed foster parents had a statutory right to intervene in legal proceedings pertaining to abused or ne neglected children. This is actually a really, really good thing say, you know, grandmother or auntie or, or uncle has stepped in to care for these children, their family members, they may not be licensed foster care parents. This is really good. It keeps the kid with their family. That gives an opportunity to know who they are. And it helps that family out to make those, those really good decisions. I like this bill. A catalytic converter is redefined as a major component part of a motor vehicle and only licensed automobile salvage recyclers are permitted to buy or sell used catalytic converters. Automobile salvage recyclers also must keep the same record for the catalytic converter as valuable metal dealers and cash payouts for detached catalytic converters are capped at $25 per transaction per day. Senate Act 293. I'm kind of glad this one's coming to, to fruition. I know people who have had their catalytic converters stolen. I mean, my goodness, crime is real. And I would like to not have to go buy a new catalytic converter. So this one is actually, again, a really good bill. The penalty for fraudulently casting more than one ballot in the same election is set at up to two and a half years in prison and a fine of up to $10,000 cash. The penalty does not apply to individuals casting a valid replacement ballot as permitted by law. This is Senate Enrolled Act 328. Listen, y'all, this is just a, a voter suppression bill trying to scare people. Most people don't go vote twice, except for Republicans. They always get caught voting twice. Democrats don't. Individuals charged with crime of who either are acquitted following a trial or the charges are dismissed, dismissed will have their court records automatically expunged within 60 days of disposition unless the county prosecutor requests a one-year expungement delay. Any non-prosecution of criminal charges within 180 days following an arrest must be expunged immediately. Another good bill. You know what? Have you been arrested on job applications and then they leave that stuff there and, uh, and people go looking in your records? I love this. I love this bill. This one I ain't so happy about. A new crime of coerced abortion punishes anyone who knowingly or intentionally coerces a pregnant woman to have an abortion with up to two and a half years in prison. The state law already required the voluntary and informed consent of the pregnant woman prior to ob obtaining an abortion. This is House Road, House and Road Act 1217. Let me tell you why this bill is horrendous. Say you're a mother or a parent of a 13-year-old girl or a 14-year-old girl who had either, well, first of all, if she's that age, she can't have consensual sex. So let's just be clear. But she has sex, be it forced or whatever, and now she's pregnant. If a parent 
suggest to that 12, 13, 14 year old child that they ought to terminate the pregnancy, that is now a crime. There were no carve outs for exceptions or anything. This is a horrible bill. This is a horrendous bill and it actually eliminates parental rights over a minor if that minor is pregnant. Now, obviously the child has the choice of having the baby or not, right? But if the if the a parent is saying, yo, you're not ready and maybe we ought not do this, just having that conversation turns a parent into a criminal. I hate that bill. All right, another bill that I do not like and I despise. Adults age 18 and up legally entitled to possess a handgun are not obligated to obtain a state permit to carry a handgun in public. Indiana carry permits remain available for out-of-state reciprocity purposes. Handguns continue to be prohibited in schools, courthouses, and any residence or business that chooses to bar handguns. This, my friend, is an awful, awful bill. That means any old whoever can be out there carrying a gun, and what could possibly go wrong? I don't know. Mass shootings every other week? I don't know. But but what really makes me nervous about this bill, we know how some law enforcement people are particularly afraid of brown and black folks. Oh my God, he had a gun, I shot him and I killed him. This is not good for our community. Listen, y'all, take care of yourselves. I'm not saying all law enforcement, don't give me that crap. But what I am saying is that we know that black and brown people are shot disproportionately to our white brothers and sisters. And the deaths of those people can be terrible. They already tr happy tri trigger finger anyway. This is a really, really bad bill. I pray for Hoosiers. I'm going to send some positive mojo out to all 92 counties because this is a bad, bad bill. Okay, so this is, a, this is something interesting, and I hope something positive comes out of it. A 13-member House task force is directed to study issues relating to housing and housing shortages in Indiana. The task force must submit recommendations for policy changes to the General Assembly and the governor no later than November 1st. We have a housing shortage, but not just a housing shortage. We have affordable housing shortage. So this is... This is a good, good step in the right direction. The in-state rate for telephone calls placed by inmates at Indiana Department of Corrections facilities drops to, to 12 cents per minute from 24 cents per minute. County jail telephone rates are capped at 21 cents per minute statewide instead of ranging from 22 cents per minute to $4.70 per minute. That's, see, that was just highway robbing and that was all the way wrong. I'm glad that they did this, but can we like keep some people out of jail? Can we, can we just do that? Pregnant individuals whose family incomes are less than 208% of the federal poverty level are entitled to receive low or no cost health coverage through the Indiana Medicaid for the duration of their pregnancy and up to 12 months after giving birth. Okay. So there's some help for some of our low wage earners who happen to get pregnant. They can get some, some health care. Restraints used on a prison inmate in her second or third trimester of pregnancy need to be the least restrictive restraints necessary. A pregnant inmate must be unrestrained while in labor, delivering a baby, and during the immediate post-delivery period unless she is in immediate danger to herself or others. I don't even understand why you had to restrain women giving birth because from what I understand, 
you ain't really thinking about nothing but pushing that baby out. I don't, what they gonna do? I'm delivering a baby and I'm gonna assault an officer at the same time? Mothers, tell me if that's a thing that y'all would have, y'all were thinking about, assaulting somebody while you were delivering. Another bill that I despise, school boards must allow any person physically present at a school board meeting to address the board if the person is interested in doing so in accordance with the board's public comment rules, including any uh, time limits. Boards still can take reasonable steps to maintain order in a meeting. See, I don't like this bill because it, it's not applicable to the state house, right? Because they don't have to actually listen to public comment if they don't want to. But they're going to make school boards, because these school board members don't actually get paid. Our state house and our senates, senators, they actually get paid. That's why I don't like it. I don't like, and I don't understand why people got to be verbally abused on school boards. All right, I'm almost done, I promise. The definition of rape is expanded to include a person who disregards the other person's attempt to physically, verbally, or by other visible uh, contact refuse the person's sexual acts. Rape in Indiana also consists of the use of force or an imminent threat of force to compel sexual conduct. Sex with a person unaware sexual conduct is occurring or sex with a person unable to consent to sex due to mental disability. Listen, y'all, I like this bill, and they can even take it a step further, but we're going to talk about that another day. Utilities are dropping down 1.4% charge, and uh, the state income tax rate drops from 3.23% down to 3.15%. All right, I, that's it. I'm not going to run through anymore. There's so many that are out there. Guys, some of the bills we didn't want, some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are really, really, really bad, and I'm, I hope that we can kind of you know, find a way to rectify that. Because one thing that we're learning from our current Supreme Court is just because something is there don't mean it can't change. Hello. All right, y'all. Thank you. That's my rant. Check out all those bills. I got that from uh, the Northwest Times. Make sure that you uh, check them out. They got the whole list of bills and you can review those on your own time. Okay, I got a, a couple of great guests. I'm excited. They were like ready to go today. I'm really excited about it. First up, my first guest, one is primary in Congressional District 4. He is running to go to Washington, D.C. to try to fix some stuff up, help out Congressman Frank Mervan, help out Congressman Andre Carson. Y'all give it up. Welcome to the show. Roger Day running for Congress in the 4th District. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And oh, I love it when people are running in the State House because we got to flip some seats, baby. Uh, running for Reverend House Rep in District 51, my guest, Matt, Mike Travis. Mike, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Dana. Thanks a lot. I love it. Okay, I ran down a lot of bills, y'all, and I tried to speed read them. My mouth couldn't keep up with my eyesight. I apologize. But were there any uh, bills that you see or any new laws that um, you're excited about or anything that you wish wasn't going to be a law? Who, me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's quite a few, but I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, I'll leave the uh, abortion for later at the Supreme Court. And then what I will tell you is that uh, the, the, the concealed hand weapons, uh, <laughs> listen, I'm a gun owner, but I believe, I'm not, but I believe that uh, uh, assault weapons, weapons of war should be banned. You can have a handgun in your house for safety, which I own. And I I don't 
carry it in. I don't carry a gun in my car because there's sometimes I get mad enough that I'm afraid I might use it. You know, when someone tries to pull, run you off the road or something like. So now that everybody's going to have one, there's people that aren't as controlled as I am that aren't going to be able to control it. And there's going to be more death on the on the road. There's already drive-by and and uh, uh, road rage accidents caused, and people being shot through the door of their car, children getting killed. I think that's going to be a big thing. Then every time, if you're allowed to wear a gun, you. I like going to auctions and stuff. And there was this guy here with his big gun on his host. You know, I guess he had a certificate or whatever. And I asked him, I said, who are you afraid of? Who are you afraid is going to come and attack you here at this auction with hundreds of people? Why do you have to do that? And I said, you're just trying to intimidate people or prove what a big man you are. And he didn't say much, but he did put a jacket on that covered the pan up, which was something. So I just think I just think you put too much uh, give people gun gun, gun uh, violence is going up every day now. Uh, people getting killed because they didn't get any mayonnaise on their hamburger, or their coffee was cold. You know you're uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I it, these people that that work and do these jobs are getting killed for a for a seven dollar an hour job. And it's just going to get worse. I agree. It's going to get worse. Dumbest law I ever heard of. I I agree. And you know what? I'm with you with that one, Roger. That's why I don't have a gun. I know thyself. And you (laughs) piss me off good enough, especially when I'm driving. Ain't no telling. So I'm with you, bro. I, I, I can't have a gun. Mike, was there a bill that, you know, you either liked or didn't like? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, uh, I do like that they passed the, the affordable housing bill. That is definitely a bonus. Um, as I've been walking around and, and knocking on doors and hearing people up here in Angola, uh, Subang County, LaGrange County, up here in the, the far, far corner of the state, right? Uh, I, I hear that all the time. Uh, whether it be young people, old people, doesn't matter. It is a huge problem that needs to be dealt with. Uh, and I think even more so. Uh, I think it's a good first step. Um, but uh, that's what I want to see more of, uh, looking for people to help them. Because... Uh, Honestly, let's face it, Indiana is a state where uh, it's hard for people to move to the state. More people leave than, than come sometimes, especially in my area. Uh, and affordable housing is one of the main problems. If you can't find a place to live, you're not going to move in, right? So I, I'm all, all for that, Bill. I want to see more. And I'm on Roger's side, too, about the, the handguns. Um, I was appalled that that got passed. So, uh, especially when so many law enforcement uh officials local and state level were opposed to it i mean just didn't want it because of the danger of it uh let alone the danger to people the danger to the police themselves they don't want to deal with people uh having concealed weapons just because they want to uh people need to have a license for that kind of thing i fully feel that way if you need a license to drive we need a license to to own a gun uh and definitely to have a concealed weapon i mean it's it's common sense and most hoosiers don't they want to be that way uh the, the polls I've seen, the data I've seen, uh, the majority of users didn't want that bill passed, but it passed anyway. I, I feel it's, I don't want to uh, speculate why, but my guess is it was a nice red meat issue for them to latch onto and try to get votes later down the road for, for Republicans. I know, right? And think about this, y'all. A doctor, in order to wield 
tools to save a life has to have a license. But a person who can wield a tool that can take a life doesn't have to have a license. I want, I want us to all make that make sense. It won't. It won't. We're, we're in trouble in Indiana. We're going in the wrong direction. And you're right. You know, we have a hard time keeping people in Indiana, attracting people to Indiana. And this ain't going to help none. This ain't going to help. All right, let's get to know these candidates. I want to find out who is on the ballot. Roger, tell the people who you are and where you come from. Well, my name is Roger Day. I ran for Congress four years ago and didn't make it out of the primaries uh, because uh, basically I didn't, I lost interest uh, because of the low support that the uh, Democratic Party gives their candidates in the state and in the nation. But uh, I went to Decatur Central High School and I now live in Avon. Speaking of housing, man, the housing in Avon has gone up. Makes me happy because my house is worth a lot more than it was when I bought it. But it doesn't do, uh, you know, we're, we're getting more diversified here in Avon, which is basically a suburb of West Indianapolis. And it makes it more difficult. And every time they want to put up affordable housing or subsidized apartments, uh, the town, the county and the town councils just fight it tooth and nail. So, uh, yes, I agree with your, your housing of you, Mike. Uh, I went to the University of Evansville with my major was English Lit and secondary education. Wanted to be a teacher, but when I graduated, I went back to my high school and they offered me 17-2 if I coached a sport and, and uh, did summer school and taught driver's ed. In my fifth year of college, I played football, and I did, and so I ran out of ability. So I had to pay for my fifth year. I was a waiter at a steakhouse, working two or three nights a week, and I made twenty-two-five doing that. <laughs> I went into business, and uh, I've owned quite a few businesses. And uh, last twenty years before I retired, I was a regional vice president for a health insurance marketing firm in twenty-nine states. And so I know really know a lot about healthcare, and no, I'm not. For I am for healthcare for all. Um, so I think I lost you. Oh, no, I'm still here. I'm listening. Okay. So so what made you, okay, okay. so you were going through your story. So, yeah, no, we're listening. We, we okay. tuned in. Okay. So uh, I was with a company that dealt with self-employed people, and I was able to do a lot of good. I was, you know, even if it wasn't covered by insurance, I had enough power that I could pick up the phone and call the underwriter or call the doctors and stuff like that. And I helped get a bill passed uh, uh, to make Indiana a, uh, a waiver state instead of an accept or reject state, which I'll explain that to you. We were a waiver, we were accept or reject. And a lot of women have fibrocystic breast disease, what's called, sounds serious, but almost all women over 40 have them. They're cyst in your breast caused by a lot of caffeine. And so you could not get any insurance because you had that fibrocystic breast disease, which, you know, it was just cysts, it wasn't tumors. And I, uh, matter of fact, with a Republican on Carmel, we got the state to change the law to a waiver state, which means a woman could still get insurance, but just wouldn't cover her breast. So if she had brain cancer or, you know, uterine cancer, something like that, she would still be covered. So I have, have uh, done some things and I helped write HIPAA and, uh, 
And uh, so I am very familiar with the health insurance. I believe in, in Medicare for all. And uh, so then, I, then after that, I came back. I started a business down at Evansville. Uh, and then and my mom had a, she worked for the post office. So, so I'm a strong union person. I was a teamster when I was in I was a teamster. High school. Ah, good. Did you load a truck or drive a truck? I loaded them. I loaded them. Load. Yeah. So did I. Yellow belt and UPS. I was I was that <laughs> Pepsi. Okay. Well, and then uh, that's what I did uh, in the summertime job. So I've always been active in politics. And everybody goes, well, you should run. You should run. I used to own a restaurant on the west side of 38th and Lafayette Road called One-Eyed Jacks. Uh, in the uh, 80s and uh, late 80s and early 90s. And I would have people come into there and eat and, and sit at the bar just to argue politics with me. This was during the Reagan years, so I had a lot to say. <laughs> so I've been a liberal all my life. Uh, you know, they call it progressive now. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. I'm a liberal, been a liberal, always voted Democrat, always supported Democrats. I've When Act Blue first became an entity, I put on, I started donating monthly. It's automatically out of my bank. Goes directly to Act Blue to go to the Democratic Party. So uh, I'm kind of familiar with uh, your Act Blue. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just, the thing that I have uh, a problem with is that I we get no support in Indiana in the Democratic Party. And it starts at the top. It starts with the leadership. So maybe the, the Democratic Party needs to look for a different leader to run this state. Uh, and I, like I said, I visited every county chair the last time I ran and it was pretty sad. Well, I'm going to, so, I'm going to push back just a little bit on, on your party. Cause you know, I'm a party girl. I'm going to push back just a little bit. One thing about the well, party is that in it's, Indianapolis, it's, you're in Indianapolis too. There's it's a different thing, party in Indianapolis. Yeah, but I was at the, the state party. State. Remember I was the deputy chair of engagement for the state party. I was, I was in, I physically went to like 50 counties and, you know, did the work. Under what him. I would say, and I understand your frustration because I've heard it a gazillion times. One thing we want to remember is that the, the party is full of volunteers. You have one person that that who's on the central committee that is getting paid, which is um, our new leadership. We just got new leadership and then the staff, but pretty much everybody else in the party are volunteers. And so when we say, when I hear people say that they wish the party would do more, that means you want your neighbor to do more. You want people at the county level to do more. And that's where it has to happen because we are all volunteers in the party. I'm not, I'm not discounting your frustration because I've heard it, I've heard it before, but we all must understand we are in the party. And we make the party what we what we want to make it. Yes, we all want to make changes, and yes, we all want it to be better. But if you're not engaged in it, or people are not engaged in the party function, it's not going to get better. So that being said, you know, I just want to throw that out there. Um, so now you 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 decided to run a couple of years ago, um, and it didn't work out for you in the primary. But why did you, you and you believe in in, in real change? Is that one of the reasons why you decided to come back again this year and give it a go? Because, you know, it needs that. I'm going to tell you why I decided to run, because I was disheartened and, and uh, I said, I'm done with it. And what you say is true. But it's different when you go county to county in the rural areas. I'm in the fourth district. I'm mostly rural areas. I cannot win. You cannot win elections without getting your voice out and you're and getting 
your your message out. It's hard to do with zero dollars and zero help from the national or the state. But let's forget that. But I'm running now because for the first time, I'm 66 years old. I've been in, interested in politics my whole life. And I, I read five newspapers a day. Uh, I watch Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I've watched two or three different stations. I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh all the time, every day, just to find out, know thy enemy. You know what I mean? And I am, for the first time in my life, I have a four-year-old granddaughter. I am afraid for her future and my country's future because I see I wasn't around during World War II, but I sure studied it a lot. And I can see the starting signs of fascism in our government. And I'm afraid for the first time this may be taking. Yeah, it, and that's, you know, that's a solid enough reason to definitely get involved. Okay, Mike, tell the people who you are and where you come from. Can do, Dana. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Mike Travis. I, I live up here in Angola, like I said, north northeast part of the state, but I'm from Lafayette originally. I'm a little town called Mulberry. Uh, feel. Uh, and I uh, went to Purdue University, got my degree in uh, in 2000. I teach uh, middle school uh, social studies. I've been doing that for 22 years now and love every part of it. I love teaching. I love all the parts of seeing kids uh, understand what's going on. Um, uh, I'm also, I'm married, got two kids, uh, uh, great kids, uh, Miles and Sylvia, they're, they're 11 and, and six. Uh, and my wife is also a teacher, uh, Becky, she actually teaches at the same school I do. I'm very fortunate in that way. Uh, what else about me? I, I, I I'm, I'm a musician. I play bass guitar. I'm a local guy. I'm kind of pro-ram. I don't really get a lot of, a lot of gigs these days and getting too old for it. I can't stay till four in the morning at a bar gig anymore. But uh, I, I enjoy music a lot, and I'm, I'm really into the arts in general. Uh, and I'm also uh, into games. I'm a gamer. I, I there be computer games, board games, card games, whatever. You, you name it, I'll play it. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm coming down to Indianapolis here soon to go to Gen Con. I'm looking forward to that. I do that every year. Um, and beyond that, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I definitely am. I, I entered the race this year. Uh, I've, I've been, as a teacher, I've been part of ISTA, the uh, Teachers Union Future, and I've been very involved in the political aspect of that forever because, you know, uh, as you well know, uh, teaching is, is a political activity. It really is for public uh, service the state, uh, you know, when it comes down to it. And so I know the importance, I have known for a long time, lobbying, talking to your, your legislature, uh, legislators, and getting involved in the process. Uh, and so I've whole time been very interested in politics. I teach government for goodness sakes. Uh, and then, but recently this last uh, time around, I decided to get more involved with the Democrat party. See, this is yeah. what happens when- when uh, the... I understand what Roger's saying. It's, it is hard to be a Democrat in any sometimes. It really, really is. What's that? I was gonna say, uh, uh, unfortunately, um, being way up there in Angola is a prime example of our lieutenant governor's a failed promise of getting us high-speed internet. Unfortunately, you kind of cutting in and out up there. So, Am I cutting I'm in and out? Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's not your fault, bro. I'll it's talk not. Slower. <laughs> but go ahead, keep talking to us. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, where was I? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I decided to join the Democrat Party, and uh, in, in, I'm the vice chair up here, actually, for our county. And in doing that, I, I got actually a lot of, I felt a lot better about Democrats because of our new our, our new uh, state chair, Mike Schwerner. I really uh, I feel that things are different at this time around. They really, really are. Uh, and I wanted to join the fight. And then came the last session, uh, and they tried to pass that House Bill 1134. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to state that we can't teach what the truth. We have to... Uh, be it the will of whoever, they don't like what we have to teach, they're going to come at us. And I didn't like that one little bit. And so I decided to enter this time. Yeah, and that's that's uh, what happens, right? Fight for, for education. Uh, and as I've done that, that that's what happens, yeah. right? People have so a, that's a... where I'm at these days. I'm working hard. Yeah, and that's what happens. Like, people get a flashpoint where, you know, there's a there's an issue or a cause that that gets them engaged and 1134 was horrible i talked about 1134 all through the primary season because i just couldn't believe um the extra that they were trying to put on these teachers they were literally trying to criminalize teaching history you know oh my god little little blake is going to be you know he's going to feel uncomfortable i do not want you to make my child uncomfortable Heaven forbid that anybody else's child is uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you're in the race and we need more teachers in the state house because maybe, just maybe, if there are more teachers as elected officials, some of these bills to make their jobs harder, you know, won't come out of the House and Senate. You know, I, 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 by the way, guys, um, if you see me fanning, who I ain't gonna lie, my hormones are kicking in, and every now and then I will just burst into flames. This is a new thing for me, so please forgive me in <laughs> advance. But if you like what these candidates are talking about, I have included their donate um, link on our Facebook Live, so donate to their campaigns if you like what they're talking about. So let's get into policies, because there's a reason that you guys are running, and there's some, some things that you wanna see. Mike, we're gonna start with you. Tell us about, you know, when you're out there campaigning, what are the main issues that you're hearing from your constituents? And, and then talk about how you've taken that and crafted that into your message for your campaign. Mike? Yeah, sure. Can do, for sure. Uh, so, like, I already mentioned two of them. Uh, yeah, I start off with education. Uh, people love their local schools. They do. And, and but at the same time, at the state level, they make it so hard to a uh, very rural school. Yeah, I, I do. And, and so those are the schools that aren't getting what they need, uh, even though we all love them. And so that's one of the first things. The second thing is, uh, like I said, affordable housing and not just affordable housing affordable you know it's one thing to say we can have housing for people that's cheap uh, and affordable but if it's garbage no one wants to live in those places right and that is completely pointless uh, and so i've heard a lot of people saying uh, a lot of people saying uh elderly their 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 um retirement homes are just not good they they hate it they want to they want something better but they don't know how to do that anything that's a prime uh, uh spot for uh, the state to step in and do more. I love it. I love it. And for you, Roger? Well, the thing that I'm hearing a lot, a lot about is the uh, 
Supreme Court uh, abortion ruling. And I, as a matter of fact, I was in Washington, D.C. It's on my Facebook. Uh, and I had many, many heated discussions uh, with this few people who were there at the beginning because the police were holding all the uh, choice, pro-choice people out of the, in front of the building. So they looked like it was 50-50. Then after an hour or so, they let out all the people in and it was like 95-5. And so I had many discussions there, and I'd be, well, you want abortion? I said, no, I'm not pro-abortion. I'm pro-choice. I said, I don't want any abortion to happen. I tried to explain to them. They just couldn't understand. We're not pro-abortion. We're pro-choice. I said, it's not up to me to tell a woman what to do with her body. I would like them to carry the baby to term and put the baby up for adoption. But that's my opinion. That's, not, that's my life uh, values and my life experience. I can't tell the poor woman that has that needs an abortion or the 12 or 13 or 16 or 20 year old woman that wants to go on and become a judge on the Supreme Court, whether or not, you know, and she can't, she thinks she can't do it with a baby at 16 or become a doctor or a nurse. They may not be able to do it with a baby. Right. So they don't see that. They don't see that point and, and they don't. And then we got in discussion, uh, well, it's the baby at in, in conception. And I said, well, science says it isn't. And I, you know, I have a, I, I would like it to be, and I have a plan that, that you know, a, a woman, no matter what her, her situation is, she's going to know within six months of that pregnancy, 26, 25, 26 weeks, whatever, if that she's going to keep that baby or not. Now, if she has a, in topic pregnancy or something like that, or, you know, later on the last three months, she should get an abortion, no doubt about it. But then if she wants to have, if she doesn't want to have an abortion and she can't make up her mind, then after the baby's viable outside the womb, then she should have to carry to term. And it would be an agreement on both sides. Uh, you would have to have a cutoff time and then that you would have, and you would get government help and then the government would help place that baby. Why are we getting babies from Russia and Ukraine and Poland and stuff? There's plenty of people who want to have babies here. The government could take that baby, set that baby up with an adoption, and she could still not have that baby. She wouldn't have to make, make the choice in the last three months of her pregnancy. That would be that that could solve this problem, but each side would have to give. Uh, the the uh, uh, pro-choice side would say, okay, we're going to take away their choice in the last, when the baby becomes viable outside the womb, or she can have the baby removed and, and, and given away. But in the first six months, you get an abortion or the 26 weeks, you get an abortion because you want to. That's the choice. That's the woman's choice between her and her doctor. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be able to tell. I, I don't, I wouldn't dare to tell someone what to do with their body i wouldn't dare to tell even another man you know i wouldn't make some, say well you should get uh fixed you should get a, 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 a well i mean i get what that. you're saying that's like i mean because the same people i get what you're saying because the same people that want to tell women what to do with their bodies were all up in arms about having to wear a mask in public during a <laughs> pandemic that's the hypocrisy well, of it all right 
So what other issues are you what other issues are you working on and 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 you're campaigning on? Well, I I I believe that uh, uh, <laughs> it's BS that someone says they want an AK-47 to go deer hunt. First of all, I know enough about hunting. My brother-in-law's a nut. You don't shoot a deer with an AK-47 high-powered caliber bullet because it just chews up the meat and rips the organs out and ruins the meat. So that's bullcrap. It's been bullcrap. Do you want to know something? When I ran four years ago, I was up in the... I think it was Logansport, and we had a meeting, and I asked, I said, is there any, and it was all just Democrats, I said, does anybody here own an AK-47? And everybody raised their hand. What are you supposed to do? I what? mean, they're going to be out there, and you know what? The people, the really smart people that want to own these guns had better figure out a way to control the people that are using them for mass murders, because it's going to eventually, people are going to eventually get fed up and ban all guns and ban all weapons. Well, I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because people love their guns so much around here. They love guns more than they love anything else. They, I mean, they love guns more than they do little children in schools. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that the, but they're not going to, the, but they're never going to ban them. That's the thing. Like, it's only going to, we have more, it's like we have enough guns in our society for every person to have like five guns. It's just, well, it's, we, have, we have 400 million guns and 360 million people. But that's, that's the, the, the point is you, you can't keep doing crazy things and get away with it. Yeah. You can't keep using these guns. They'll definitely ban automatic uh, uh, weapons of war. They'll definitely they'll come around. They'll ban those because the people that own a rifle or a shotgun or a handgun or for security or for home safety, they will agree. Ninety percent of the people would like to have a ban on on weapons of war, but we just can't get it done because we can't get the votes in the Senate. Every the Republicans don't care what the people want. Like nah. you were saying, most people were against this gun. Police officers and police organizations were against this gun law in Indiana. Yet the Republicans passed it. They didn't care about what people wanted. They just wanted what they wanted. They yeah. wanted the money from the NRA and the gun manufacturers. You're supposed so what, to what are your what, Okay, so we talked about um, protecting reproductive rights. We've also talked about some, some uh, you know, sensible gun regulation. What are, what are some other uh, issues that you were concerned about? Well, uh, the, the economy. <laughs> okay. Uh, the inflation and everything. I don't believe that. I believe this inflation is brought on by gouging and by companies. I've seen it, the exact same thing happen. exact same thing happened when Jimmy Carter was president. And they said, oh, gas is a dollar a gallon. Why? It's really, really too much and too high. And we don't have gas. And there's a gas oil embargo and we only have enough oil to last five more years. That's why the price went up and, you know, and inflation was high and, 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 and they just killed Jimmy Carter. He was, he was a too nice a guy and the Republicans ate him up and, and he bought it. Sure enough, here we are, what, 50 years later and we still got plenty of oil. And still plenty of gas, and we and we're paying five dollars a gallon, which isn't really that much compared to other countries. 
Right, right. That's the thing that cracks me up. Like when I listen to people complain about, you know, gas prices and, and, and they're blaming it on whatever president is in office, which I don't know. I don't understand why people don't know the president of the United States does not control gas prices. I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, that's a whole level of disconnect that I just don't understand me, why people don't let get me explain that. that to you. Okay. Gas is a is a is a uh, national is a worldwide thing, but it's controlled by a few companies. And if if gas was so rare and and and, yet, and should be the what it is, then how come in the last three months the top five oil companies have tripled their profits from 2019 before the COVID? They've tripled their profits. So where? And we've got plenty of gas coming in. I, I read every day where uh, gas gas is down to $101 a barrel or, or gas is going up. Or, and when it goes up at the pump, and when, it, when oil goes up in Saudi Arabia, then gas goes up at the pump that day. But when it goes down, the price of oil is really down now. I don't see gas coming down, but what Trump, what Biden has done He's so every problem we've had to come up with our economy, the supply chain, the shortages, and the baby formula, and the inflation, he has worked on and solved and has made the problem better. Yeah. Gas is now going down. Uh, the baby formula thing is is is. Yeah, and what, what's crazy, and Mike, you can jump in on this conversation because this is a great conversation to jump in on. Um, what's crazy is like every time the Democrats actually introduce uh, uh, some type of solution in Congress, they vote against it. Jump in here, Mike. Jump in here. Get in this. This is a good conversation. Get in here. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating as all get out. I don't think out. he hears this. I don't think he hears this. Uh, what I'm upset with is this special session they're going to be having soon Ooh. to address the this this gas problem, right? Um, you know, they're going to basically say, okay, people, well, here's a, a tax rebate. Here's some money. That'll help offset the gas increases. But then that's, that just means that the money is going right back to the state, right? I mean, if you're not going to have a tax um, rebate, like a... Um, um, to, to what is it? Holiday? Get rid of those holidays. Yeah, tax holiday. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, and it's it but sounds that's the money. But yeah. that's the money we use for our roads. You have a tax holiday. Uh, it's not going to lower the gas that much, and then our roads are going to. But, but then again, if we well, use the infrastructure money, which Biden got us without a single Republican vote. We still can fix our roads. Well, absolutely. Not to mention, we have yeah, a, a reserve. Let me, let me. We have reserve money, and we got surplus money. So it's not like we don't have money available right. to us. They just not using it in the right way. <laughs> and they're and give us all one hundred and twenty-five dollars. And that going to make your life better? No, it's not. And and you, well, well, I ain't gonna say that because for some people it might. Two hundred twenty-five dollars for some people might make the difference time. between you know feeding their kids. So I'm not gonna say that, but. What I will say is the the gas tax in Indiana is going up in July. So not only could, I mean, they could at least just hold off on that, right? They could just hold right. off on raising that. I agree yeah. with you, Mike, on that one. And, okay. And that's 
what I'm talking about exactly right there. And, and the trick is, what bugs me about that, though, is that they're not doing it because they don't want to give people a break. They don't, they're not going to do it because they feel that a lot of the outside uh, people from out of Indiana will get that, but it's self-serving in lots of kinds of ways. I mean, it's it's, it's all self-serving and it's performative. It's not really helping Hoosiers. I mean, honestly, you know, you know that they're going to take this special session um, to write some crazy draconian, you know, anti-abortion, you know, Handmaid's Tale BS bill to to tell women that they are second-class citizens. We're going to give you two hundred twenty-five dollars, but if you happen to get have an unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> I hope that $225 lasts you a while, right? Because they're not going to... Yeah, I, I definitely get that. All right, so Dana, it's Dana, November. Went, go ahead, Dana, Roger. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When I went to school, well, I still go down to Evansville. My wife is from Evansville, so we have family down there. When I was in Evansville, and no one knows where that is, a lot of people don't. It's on the between... It's right in the corner of Indiana between Illinois and Kentucky. We would drive across across the river, across the bridge, and gas was 20 cents a gallon cheaper. Now, how does that make sense? It's the taxes. Either Indiana's charging too much or Kentucky's not charging enough, but when you can drive a mile across the bridge and your gas is 20 cents less a gallon, we still, you know, fill up when we drive down here, then we drive across over to Kentucky and fill up to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does that make any sense? Well, I mean, you know, again, they they going back to these, you know, states' rights, and I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. Uh, I the hair stands up on the back of my neck. I get a little sweaty when I hear people talking about states' rights. It makes me real nervous. Well, they, just, they can have states' rights as long as it's not about guns. New York uh, has well, a state you know, right? You and, heard and Justice they, they just Thomas pass a law taking away their state rights. Well, you heard Justice Thomas. He was like, "We coming after contraception." We coming after gay marriage, but you notice that old punk didn't say nothing about interracial marriage. Mm, punk. No. Or, so, so or you, can't get, you can't have oral sex either because sodomy is going to be outlawed. So. I mean, what you you going to yeah. go peeking in your neighbor's room and your neighbor's bedroom window and call the police saying they get, because you know what that is. That's just jealousy because well, they, they not getting none of that. To do it. If they gave you a reward to do it like they do with abortions in Texas, yeah, people will go start looking at people's windows. And it's and crazy. Say, I mean, has oral sex with you because she's going to turn you in. I mean, and it really comes down to privacy, right? It comes down to privacy and that they are willing to strip us of privacy to impose whatever they believe that we are supposed to have. Okay, got let's move on. Next question. You guys win your election. And Roger, I'm going to start with you. You win your election in November, and we talked about the issues that you care about, but what is the one, the first piece of legislation that you are or either going to partner with, try to get written, co-author? Because, yeah, we have our issues that we're running on, but what's that first piece of legislation that you want to be a part of? I want to break up big tech. I'm sorry, break up? Big tech. Really? Okay. Yes. Because these people are becoming like the oligarchs in Russia. They're giving too much power. They've got so much money that they can buy other entities 
eh, Tesla, let him make his cars, you know. Well, why does he have to go buy a media company? Rupert Murdoch buying Fox News. Uh, take over, you know, having Fox News. They're, they're making money and they're using their wealth to form our government mm. like they are in, war, in, the, in uh, Russia now. Uh, I think that we broke up AT&T, okay? And we need to enforce our antitrust laws and break up big companies and get too big. You know, there's only like, here, I live in Avon and, and we get the Indianapolis paper. Of course, that's owned by Gannett. All the big newspapers everywhere are only owned by a few people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I, I agree with papers. you because these tech companies are swallowing up our smaller companies and that stifles innovation. Right. They, you know, they, they, they literally want to stamp out the, the ingenuity of a startup and then take the idea. Like you, you exactly. can't continue to foster growth and uh, ingenuity if you were, you know, stifling young businesses. I love that. Mike, what's the first bill that you want to work on? Uh, easy. Uh, yeah, putting a, 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 I don't want to say an end, but a cap to charters and vouchers. Uh, billions and billions have been wasted in, in, in Indiana uh, yes. on an experiment that's failed. It really has. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, there are good charters out there. I get it, but they're far, few and far, far between. Uh, most of them are just scams or, or schemes. And, and, and you know, it's, it's hurting our local public schools in a, in a real way. It's not some kind of like, oh, we just want money. No, there are services and programs and schools closing all across the state, and it's getting worse. And they just keep giving more and more money uh, to charge and vouchers with no sort of regulation at all. So that's where I would start for sure. Oh my God, that is such a great, great place to start because I tell you what, you being up in rural Indiana, up in Angola, how many charter schools are in your area? How, how many charter schools? Well, unfortunately, you know, I can't get the answer you know, to that one because this internet is, I mean. You know, Dana? Uh, being from an education background, no, no, I'm there. And my wife like very few, very few. <laughs> and so because there's very few charter schools, it's not like the students in that area can, you know, not a lot of them are going to benefit from those charter dollars. Right. Not, not, we got one, but then one. we're still taking okay. money out of those rural school systems. So they're not getting all the wraparound services that they need. There's inability to offer real counseling to students who need it. I, I get it. And I'm so glad that you brought that up being from rural Indiana. Roger, what were you going to say, bro? I was going to say uh, having a wife that's a teacher and having a daughter that's a teacher and having another daughter that's a teacher's aide. I've been very, I'm very in the know with the education and chartered schools. You know, charter schools are, there's certain things that the government should do that the money-making profiteers should stay out of. One is healthcare, not so. One is education. We've had publicly funded education since the dawn of America. It's free, you go to it. And now when we go to charter schools, we're taking money from the, go, should go to the public schools and go into charter schools. And no charter schools, even the nonprofit charter schools are all made for profit. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to put a profit uh, leverage on, a, an on the education of your children? Therefore, 
you get, I can make more profit. And even the nonprofit charter schools, the people that run it get millions of dollars in salary. And that doesn't count. Yeah. So if you take the children, why would you put a, your child into a school situation where, gee, if I don't hire good teachers and can hire cheaper teachers, I got to do that because I got to make a profit for me. And why would you want your child to have be in that teacher school? Why would you want your child to have schools that doesn't have the resources or the social events? The, 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 I loved high school and college, but most of the time I loved it is because of the socialism, the football, the dancing, the plays, mm -hmm. the, the music, the bands. You don't get those in charter schools. Nope. And if you did, wouldn't it be better to make a profit if you didn't do a good enough job and you went the cheaper way? So it's just, but the people still do it. Yeah, yeah. And and the vouchers go to poor people because their schools are failing. Well, if they if they would be involved, the parents would become more involved, and the public schools wouldn't be failing. And they're only failing in the poor people, the economy, the economic poor areas of the country, rural areas. They have no problem. They have no problem with poor public schools. So I, I agree. I agree. That's why they're not in a rural area. I, I agree. I mean, you know, you're, you're not wrong, but what it really is is that we know that there a, a significant portion of our budget, our, our state budget, goes to education, and all they're trying to do is siphon that money out. And 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 again, it's not going in suburban Indiana either, right? Suburban no, suburban counties don't have that issue. So they really all they're doing is really hurting um, uh, 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 urban areas. Uh, predominantly min minority areas and traditionally underserved communities. You are absolutely right. All right, y'all. Guess what? Show is almost over. Oh wow! <laughs> I have so much more to say. I know. I can tell. To be honest. Hey, but first up though, Roger, tell the people where they can find you, um, so they can you know volunteer, donate. Well, you can donate at Act Blue, and. Uh, I'm on Twitter at New Day 23. Uh, I'm on uh, my email is Roger for Congress, Roger Day for Congress at no Roger Day at Congress. It, it's right. Is, is Roger website, Say that. Say your email again for me. Roger at Day for Congress. Is that F-O-R or just a number four? F-O-R. All right. I'm going to put and it in, in the my, chat. Uh, then my uh, webpage is dayforcongress.org. Okay. Oh, but if you really want to know me, you can go to my home web, uh, Facebook page, which is Roger Day. And I've been on putting, I, I basically use Facebook as a place to put things I would like people to read that I believe in. All right. I love, so, do you have any events coming up? Uh, not, <laughs> we don't have a lot of events. No. Okay. Uh, not yet. All right. We well, let us know, of, let us know when you're having some fundraisers so we can get that out be, for people. It'll be, it'll be, oh, I have a, yeah, I have some fundraisers coming up, but they're kind of long way off. All right. So I'll put them, I'll, I'll put, put them after. I'm just now basically getting started because I was, I, I really, the last time I just spent a whole bunch of money and everything in the very beginning, and it really didn't make any difference. And then it wasn't there at the very end. So 
Okay. Yeah. Well, well, well we are donations. so happy not that you. We're glad that you're on the ballot, and congratulations for winning your primary. Mike, tell the people where uh, where they can find you. Yeah, um, I have a website, mike-travis.com, and that's where you'll find my Act Blue uh, donation page, as well as some information about me. I have a Facebook page as well for like for events and things and just talking. But yeah, I have a web page. It's good, easy to find. I love it. I love it. So if you guys have any events coming up, make sure you let me know so that I we do. can let me talk about that if I can. Yeah. Uh, so I got I'm, I got parades coming up. I'm in uh, Angola. It's got their live parade coming. I'm going to Stro Days on Saturday. Uh, and oh, I'm going to talk to the uh, lieutenant. I am busy, busy. Vendor. I love it. What's I love that? it. And we're going to talk oh. to the lieutenant governor because Angola <laughs> needs some high speed Internet. Yeah, I'm really upset about that because I wanted to hear more from you, man. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining. Hey, guys, check this out. We in the last days of pride. It was a good pride month for me. Again, I was born this month, so June is always good for me. But it's not always good for our trans community. You may not know a person is trans or you may not know a trans person. Yes, I said it both ways, but it does not matter. Our trans community is as valuable as any other community. And the way that our legislators and adults across the country are targeting trans kids, yeah. I have a problem with Same. that. So I need yeah. us all to be better as we think about and talk about how we take care of our community as a whole. But I hope everyone has been in, oh, oh, I know what I wanted to mention. And for the, for the simple humans up in South Bend who go by the, the slogan of Michiana Proud Boys, you ain't hard. You ain't hard going into a library to intimidate people. And you don't have the you don't get to tell other people what they can send their kids to. If you don't want your kids to go to Rainbow Story Time, don't take your kid to Rainbow Story Time. But you don't have I don't understand people that feel like, "Oh, you shouldn't do a thing, so I'm going to stop you." That's not that's not how this works. Some of y'all need to learn to breathe through your nose and maybe go in the library and pick up a book because these people literally said that they shouldn't learn about sexuality in a library. Now, I don't know if you can make that kind of stupid up because the irony of I shouldn't learn about a thing in a library <laughs> should let you know the intellectual level of this those humans. It. So, y'all, it's Pride Month. If there's a, a rainbow story time or a drag queen story time, if you don't want to send your kid, don't go. But if somebody else wants to send their kid, who are you to stop them from participating? Stay out, your, stay in your own lane. As my mama used to tell me, it takes 12 hours for me to mind my business and 12 hours to stay out of yours. All right, that's Indiana's own. Y'all, I got more shows coming up. I'm reaching out to these candidates. We got them all lined up. We're going to be talking about politics all the way until the general election. That's right. It's happening right now. So make sure you tune in, share this information, share the links, go to the Spotify, go to YouTube, tune in, catch us, because you want to know who these candidates are and you want to stay informed. All right, I will holler at y'all next week. Peace. 
Turn Left is the property of Black Pearl IT Solutions. Executive producer, Indiana's own Dana Black. Music by www.binsound.com. <laughs>